You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hi guys. All right. Welcome to our fifth solo episode of season eight. This episode, we are talking about managing the big emotions of growth. I think that this is such an important topic and this is why I I'm so passionate about what we do at Literally is because this is the stuff that we don't always see. And this is the stuff that actually impacts growth, right? The big emotions are the actual things that have to be dealt with the most in growth. In growth, sorry. Most people think like, you know, it's the specific strategy or whatever. And obviously like, yes, that matters. But what I see again and again is that the strategies of growth are really simple, but all the stuff it brings up is where you really need support because it's where people will stop their growth and actually sabotage things. And it's not because they don't know the strategy or they can't execute a strategy. It's because of all the intensity and emotions it brings up. So again, that's why this podcast is so important. And I'm so grateful to Angie for being willing to be part of it and show us that because it's the stuff we don't always hear about, you know, cause it's not <laughs> so fun to talk about when we're in it. And it's also the stuff that we use to make ourselves wrong. You know, like, it's like, oh my gosh, no, no one else must feel like this. No one else must have to navigate in this way, blah, blah, blah. All the stories we tell ourselves. And the truth is everyone that is going through big growth, scaling, et cetera, in their business is dealing with some version of big emotions that come with it. All of ours might show up in different ways and different flavors, but trust me, this is the stuff that makes it show up. So that is what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about some of the specifics around that, like what are some of the emotions that Angie's dealing with and how can we process those? And then we're also just going to talk about how to manage the big emotions overall and what that looks like. One thing that I think is also really important to say is that Angie is dealing with so much else on top of all of this, right? Listen to this season. I think, you know, like having a marginalized identity, navigating that for herself, but really with her son, you know, dealing with the microaggressions and full on racism she experienced being a single mom, like so much personally. And obviously that bleeds into everything. So that is so much heavier and more important than like the growing pains of business. And it's really important to me that, but today we'll obviously dive into the big emotions that come with business. But I just want to acknowledge that not only do the big emotions come up with growth, but Angie has all of these pieces she's navigating outside of business too. You know, and most people have other things that they're navigating outside of business. So I think that's a part of the emotional capacity here is that Business is going to bring up big emotions and we have them other places. And so dealing with them as best we can in business is really, really important. So some of what we hear Angie really dealing with in business is, you know, feeling so good and having to take that in and actually let it be good. That is definitely a part of growth that gets really hard for people and can be really overwhelming. Another one for her is really working on expanding her capacity and regulation to serve more deeply. I know she's mentioned that a few times and how important that is to her. And I think it's so wise of her to even see that as part of the growth here. And I think so many people get stuck on that. 
is they're not actually focusing on expanding their capacity and regulation to serve more deeply, but they feel like they can't serve more. And so they get really stuck in growth and it gets to be a really frustrating uh, dance that they're in. And so being able to work on expanding that capacity is so important, but it's also big. It's big work, right? And then obviously that last piece is feeling just really emotional and overwhelmed. You know, Angie was dealing with the challenges of issues and mistakes happening as things grow. And I think that that is so normal and it can be so overwhelming. And again, this is the stuff that will make us stop. This is the stuff that will cause us to sabotage things if we're not really paying attention, if we're not really looking at it. And quite honestly, if we're not seeing that as the issue, what I think happens for so many entrepreneurs is they see the issue as like, must figure out a new strategy or like feel bad here. So must change to this new thing instead of like, oh yeah, like so much is going to emotionally surface and come up for me here. What support do I have to deal with it? What resources do I have to deal with it? What time and energy do I have to deal with it? Like that is really what I want to showcase in this episode is that putting the energy into managing the big emotions that come with growth is one of the smartest things you can do as a business owner who's scaling. If you fail to do that, if you continue to push that aside and avoid it, it will almost always be the thing that actually stops your growth or causes you to sabotage things. It won't be because you pick the wrong strategy, truly. It will be this stuff. So I just think it's really important to name that. And again, also, it's why this podcast is so valuable because it shows us this in someone else. So we can go, oh yeah, that's not just me. A lot of us do that. A lot of us fall into these patterns. How can I shift that? So obviously all of that together is just a lot to process and handle. So I want to dive into some of the specifics of each of those. But then again, like I said, we'll also talk about just like managing the big emotions overall. But the thing I want to say too is like, these may totally be resonant for you. You might be like, oh my God, these are my exact things. I know for like a lot of like hard worker, high achiever types, like this is their stuff, right? I personally identify with that too. But if this is not your stuff, that's okay. Like you're still going to get plenty out of this. And the point still stands really strongly that like looking at these emotions, having the support to manage them, having tools for it is everything. So let's talk about when we're working on letting it be good. I think that this one is really tough for a lot of people because it feels one, so foreign and two, so like, am I allowed to do that almost, right? Like, or I know for Angie, some of what was coming up in it is like, am I forgetting something? Like it feels so foreign, so unallowed. So like we must be missing something, right? And so obviously we need to sit in the discomfort of that a bit. But for me, this is really where we also have an opportunity to lean into the gratitude and celebration of it and really be witnessed in it so that we can land it. You know, the way I think about this is we kind of have to like find our landing gear to land the plane, right? And the landing gear is celebration, gratitude, witnessing, you know? It's like, oh, I'm really taking this into my system. I am celebrating the shit out of how good it is. Oh, I'm really taking this in. I am so grateful for X, Y, Z things. Oh, I'm really going to let other people see me in the goodness and I'm going to be witnessed in that. And I'm going to show myself that that is safe, right? I think that that's such a big one is the witnessing for so many people. It's like they can maybe get to the gratitude 
celebrations like maybe a touch harder than that. And then when you add witnessing on top of that, they're like, oh my God, I have to let other people see it feel good. That is crazy. You know, I want other people to think that it was so hard for me and I don't want them to look at me and think it was easy. And like, there's so much stuff that can come up in that. So I think that those are good uh, stepping stones there. Like first start with gratitude. Like, can you just be so grateful for things being good? When we are in that place of gratitude, it is much harder to be in the place of fear, right? Those are not living together simultaneously. So being able to go, okay, let me lean into my gratitude is a great first step. Celebration is the next, you know, step on that path, I think, which is not only like just being grateful for it, but being willing to like make a thing out of it, right? Celebrate it, like memorialize it, make it a really important thing that gets attention. Something that I am so big on with my clients is celebration because I feel like when we can bring that kind of like physical experience to like, oh my gosh, this is a big deal and I'm gonna commemorate it. It is so valuable to us. And it just, again, like lands the plane. Like I really think of it as like, that's our landing gear to land the plane. So celebration can look however you want it to look. It does not have to always look like you have a big party and pop a bottle of champagne or whatever, but you know, sometimes it looks like doing that by yourself. Sometimes it looks like getting yourself a gift to kind of commemorate it. Like I'm celebrating by treating myself to this spa day. I'm celebrating by cooking my favorite meal. Like It's not even that you have to do stuff that you wouldn't have normally done. It's just to do it with the celebratory energy. Like maybe you and your spouse always go like to date night at this one place on the first Friday of the month or whatever. You can still do exactly that, but bring celebration to it. Like, hey, today when we go, we're going to really celebrate how amazing things are in my business right now. I think that's where people get stuck on celebration is they think it kind of has to be like so big and different and it doesn't. It's just about being like, this is a really big deal and I'm going to name it as a big deal. And so whether that just looks like doing it by having a bubble bath and thinking through that bubble bath, how celebratory this moment is, or whether it is something really big, you know, and like having friends and and having a bottle of champagne, whatever, it, it doesn't really matter. It's more the act of it. And also this is what keeps you going, right? The more you honor and celebrate yourself in that, the more likely you are to register that as safe in your system and want more of it, right? The more you gloss over it, the more you're almost saying like, it's super not safe. So like, let's not look at it. Let's not pay attention to it. Keep going. The more you can be like, oh no, I'm going to look at this. I'm going to make this a thing. I'm going to celebrate it. Oh yeah. It's safe. It's safe to do that. It's safe to let more in. Celebration is such an important tool which of course leads us to being witnessed in it, which, you know, can be part of celebration, but doesn't have to be. Can someone else see this with you? Can someone else hold this with you? Can someone else go, yeah, that is amazing. Wow. You do seem like you feel good. Wow. I do see that shift in you. When you can be witnessed in that, again, it lands the plane. It shows you that you're safe. It brings that feeling into your reality instead of being like, nobody look at me in case it goes away. Nobody look at me in case I'm not really allowed to be doing this. Nobody look at me in case I'm actually forgetting something and it's all about to go to shit. We're like, no, no, no. Look at me. See me in this. This is mine. I'm going to take this in. I'm going to fully see myself in this, right? So incredibly valuable. So like one, all, many of these work. Like maybe just start with gratitude. Can you add in some celebration? Maybe do all of them. 
sit with gratitude, have a big celebration, let people witness you in it. Like there is a gray scale here. There is not like one right way to do this, but that is really some of the work of letting it be good. Okay. So next one we're going to talk about is that like expanding of our capacity and regulation. So what I think about when I think about this, like is when we're expanding our capacity and regulation, what we really need to be doing is serving ourselves more and holding better boundaries. And I think like that can feel really hard and almost opposite of what we're trying to do. Because when we think about that energy of like expanded capacity, serving more deeply, I think it can feel really like an opening and a giving, right? But the way we can open and give is, of course, to serve ourselves more and to hold our boundaries more steady. It's, you know, kind of like the the cheesy, like, put your oxygen mask on first thing, which I think, you know, we can always, like, eye roll a bit, but of course is true. And I think that's what we've really seen Angie working on is she's like, I have to take better care of myself so I can show up in this way. I have to have these boundaries in place because if not, I am burnt out for these sessions in a way that I do not want to be. And so I think she's given us such great evidence of the more she's taken care of herself, gone on her walks, taken time off, taken her son on trips, had time with her partner, took downtime, took care of her health, right? Like the more and more she has wanted to show up. It's just so easy to see in someone else, right? Every single step she took towards doing more of those things for her, she took an equal step in many ways in wanting to show up more for her business and the people in it. And I think that that is so helpful to be able to see and bear witness to because we can we can really make that you know connection to like, oh, that's the work I would have to do, but it's really uncomfortable. It's so hard to be like, wait, I want to serve more. So what I'm going to do is go serve myself or like, wait, I want to serve more. So what I'm going to do is go put in a lot of boundaries. So weird to do that, but it is truly the path. So I would really say if this is something you're working on, asking yourself, like, how am I serving myself right now? If that question is hard to answer, it's going to be really hard to serve others. You know, if you're not finding a way to fill your own cup, you are not going to be able to pour from it. And again, I think these are all kind of like the, the like eye really cheesy things, but they're just universal truth. I cannot pour from an empty cup. I cannot serve without serving myself. And then with the boundaries, you know, one is, have I even thought about what my boundaries are? Have I even put those in place? You know, it kind of reminds me of that conversation Angie and I had around like partnerships slash collaborations is like, well, like, what do you want in that? And she's like, dang, I never even thought about that. Right. So sometimes we have to just go, oh, yeah, what is my boundary even here? I don't know. Or sometimes we need to see where we've leaked on that. We're like, well, I know what it is. I've just flexed on it, you know, for months and months and months. So determine which one that is for you. Like, do you really just not know what the boundary is yet? And that's the first step. Or do you absolutely know what it is and you're just letting yourself flex on it a lot? And that's something to look at and work on. But The way we're going to be able to open our hearts, go more deeply with our clients, expand our capacity, be more regulated is to know that we're going to hold our boundaries, is to know that we will serve ourselves and show up for ourselves. And that's when we get to pour so much of that out into other people. Okay. Last one in terms of some of the specifics of what Angie was dealing with is when we're just feeling so overwhelmed, like definitely for Angie, she was having some of those mistakes happen. 
And I think the biggest one here is just to feel that without making it wrong. And when I say feel that, I mean feel it, right? Obviously, sometimes it can look like practical adjustments if lots of mistakes are happening or whatever, but sometimes it's just about being seen and supported and feeling what's present. Like there are just going to be times in your business that are way more overwhelming than others. I personally just had two weeks that were just like really full on and overwhelming because of a couple things that like technically I had space for it a lot of life. Technically I had space for it and dateable, but I kind of failed to think about the convergence of those at the same time. And so I had two really full on weeks that were just overwhelming AF. And like there was nothing else to do but feel that overwhelm and let myself go there and not make it wrong. Not be like, I should have planned for this better. I didn't think about this. What's wrong with me? I'm such a shitty business owner. Right? Like it was just like, oh no, this is just like a really overwhelming couple weeks. And I'm just going to let myself like sit in that and be in the soup of that and feel that and be okay with that. Because when I can show myself that it is safe to occasionally have that, is when I'm not so scared of it or guarding against it all the time. And ironically, that's when it happens less. I know that sounds kind of funny, right? But it's like, I think of it as like that, what you resist persists a bit. So, you know, the more I'm in resistance, like, oh my God, but I don't want to get overwhelmed again. And and like, I did that so wrong and I fucked that up so bad. And I never want two weeks like that in my business ever again. Like the reality is I'm going to have two weeks like that in my business again at some point, you know, hopefully not for a while, but like at some point I'm going to have two weeks like that in my business again. So if I can be like, well, yeah, those two weeks were hard, but like, I just like know I can handle that emotion. I know I can get through that. I know I can, you know, regulate to that. It gets easier, you know? And so that's kind of what Angie and I were talking about on one of our sessions is like, She's doing all the right things. There is no other practical adjustment to make except to like feel the feels and be okay with that. Be supported in that. Stay present in that. Let yourself know that you're able to experience that emotion and it's okay. I think that, you know, especially with entrepreneurship, the overwhelm can be really isolating or lonely because we feel like no one else feels that way. And we're not like, you know, when we like are in like a corporate job and on a big team or something, it's like usually when one person is overwhelmed, everybody does, or everybody's really able to witness like, oh, so-and-so got a lot dumped on their plate. Like what can we do to help? Whatever. I mean, you know, on a good team, I guess it depends on the kind of team you're on, but you get what I mean. There's like more witnessing in an environment like that. And so another thing here is like, yes, letting yourself feel it. And then also just, again, letting yourself be seen in it. So being able to come to your coach and be like, I'm just so fucking overwhelmed. And someone to be like, yeah, I get it. Right. Like sometimes that's all we need. You know, like for me, I was able to just say to Megan, like, man, I'm overwhelmed these couple of weeks. And she's like, yeah, I totally get that. Like, you know, seeing you in that and like, also we can do X, Y, Z things. So that doesn't happen again, but also like, yeah, totally. And like, that's enough sometimes. So remembering that you can feel things and be okay with it. And that if it's time limited and you can get through it, like what you've provided for yourself is the realization that like, yes, you can deal with hard emotions and yes, you can move through them. And again, I'm not saying this like should be your norm, right? Kind of like we were talking about in a past episode of like, you don't want to tolerate this level of overwhelm and discomfort for a really long time. But knowing you can tolerate it is still really useful. So there's like, you know, a middle ground there of like, I don't want to feel like I can never tolerate it or it's so bad or it's so wrong, but I also don't want to like have this be like the whole experience of my business. And so kind of finding that middle ground here is really important. All right. So last stuff or last things I want to talk about is really like 
okay, whether or not those those particular emotions or things coming up or coming up for you, like what are just important things to think about as you manage the big emotions of growth and as you, you know, work to not self-sabotage in the middle of those. So there are like four things that I think are really important here. The first one is just acknowledge that this stuff matters. You know, where I see so many entrepreneurs get stuck is they won't acknowledge that the big emotions are actually what they need to process or actually what's keeping them from growing in the way they want to. And so they kind of run around and try to fix everything else instead of being like, what's actually true is I am just struggling so hard to let it be good, right? They're like, instead of being like, what else did I forget? And what else should I do? And like, That's really, really important. Acknowledge that this shit matters. Acknowledge that dealing with this is part of growth and really give yourself space for that. The second one, so obvious, so crucial, get support, right? Like the way we're going to navigate the big emotions, in my opinion, is by and large with a support network. Like we humans need each other to help with that. You know, I'm not saying you can't ever process emotions on your own, but I am saying that I think it is almost always better and easier and more rewarding to process them with support. And when I say that, I don't mean it has to be a coach. Like it might be a great friend. It's not about like the one way to do it. It's about, do I have support as I navigate the bigness of all of this, right? Which, you know, it leads me to the third one, which is kind of similar, but like having a space to process and digest all of this. So I heard this on a podcast recently and just loved it so much. So I wanted to share it. It was Mama Gina, if you guys are familiar with her, and she was giving an example of digesting things. And I, I just loved this example so much. And she was basically saying like, we have to digest what is happening to let more in. And so the the kind of analogy she used is like, you know, you're at Thanksgiving dinner and you eat like this amazing meal. You love every bite. It's so delightful. And then the host comes over and like offers you more mashed potatoes. And like you loved the mashed potatoes, but they look disgusting because you are so full and you just need space to digest. And like the point she was kind of making is like, no matter how good this other thing you're being offered is, it doesn't really matter because you don't have the space for it. You haven't digested it. And I think that is so synonymous with growth is like, I see this with clients all the time, especially those that have grown really, really, really fast is like the digestion piece is real and it's hard. Like if they are not stopping along the way to go, okay, wait, I got to like take in everything that just happened. It is so much harder for them to let more in. And it's really very quickly where some self-sabotage can come in because they're just like, I'm full. I am at capacity. I have no way to like get this food out of me. And so I'm just going to sit here instead of like, oh, what I actually need is to process and digest what's here. When I have clients that grow really, really fast, but take the time to do that work, it is wild how different their experience is. So having support, yes, but also a really specific space where you can just process and digest, where it's not always about like the support to grow more or whatever, but where it's like, okay, we might just need a session this week. That's just me processing all that's happened. That's just me taking in and digesting all of the growth that's occurred. Because again, that's how we're going to let more in. And then the last one is really kind of what I talked about in terms of the overwhelm, but I think it's just like knowing that you are safe to experience 
any emotion and creating as much safety as you possibly can in that. So where the big emotions get scary is when we don't feel like we'll be able to handle the big emotions, you know? We're like, oh my God, if I got that overwhelmed, I would just like shut down my business. Oh my gosh, if I got that uncomfortable or if I had a client that was that upset, I just couldn't handle it. Like when we really feel like we're coming up against emotions that we cannot handle, every alarm bell in our system is going to go off. Nope, nope, nope. Can't handle it. Nope. Avoid, avoid, run, go the other way, sabotage in any way possible to not have to deal with that, right? When we're like, man, I wouldn't choose to feel that overwhelmed. I definitely wouldn't choose to have a really upset client. And I know that I can experience any of those emotions and still find my center and still find my safety. Like, man, that changes everything. Sometimes an exercise that I'll have clients do for this is just really try to bring that feeling into their body and sit with it and show themselves that they are safe to sit with that. So it's like, you know, one of my clients was so terrified of having someone upset with her. And so we did an exercise of like, okay, what does it feel like when someone's upset with you? How does that feel in your body? Where does it show up? What does that look like? What does that feel like? What does that sound like? Right. And what she kind of came away from that is like, it's uncomfortable and I'm okay. It's uncomfortable. And I can feel how I can shift that in my body. It's uncomfortable. I wouldn't choose it. And the level at which I'm avoiding it is not necessarily synonymous with what the feeling really is. An example that comes up here for me is I was always kind of like, oh my God, what am I going to do when I get like some really mean email or hater or whatever? And I remember the first time I got like a really, really mean email. Someone wrote me this whole email about like how full of myself I was and bordering on like calling me a narcissist, but I can't remember if they quite used that word. But I mean, it was like a very, very unflattering email in every way imaginable. And I remember reading it and just sitting there and kind of like waiting for the emotion to flood my body that I thought would be there. Like I thought I would feel so much shame and embarrassment and all of this stuff. And I remember sitting there and kind of being like, hmm, yeah, that's weird. That's not here. Like, Meaning what I had built it up to in my head of like all these negative emotions that would come with the growth and the, you know, being out there and having people comment and have things to say, like it actually didn't even surface. But I think in large part, it was because I had done the work to be like, I'm safe to feel any of this and I will be okay. And so like when it happened, I was like, I don't like, yeah, that's just not true for me. Like, I don't even really feel some type of way about this. I mostly just feel like that's not fucking true. And it was like really amazing to be like, okay, so not only do I know I can handle these emotions, but what I now also have evidence for is that a lot of times when they happen, they're not nearly as bad as I think they will be. So knowing that you're safe to experience any emotion and doing whatever you need to do to create some safety around that is so big because then you do not run your business avoiding the emotion, right? And when you run your whole business trying to not have the big emotions, you do not make the best business decisions. When you run your whole business going, I am not going to make a decision to avoid emotion because I know I can handle anything that comes up, man, that changes the game. So that is what I have for y'all today. I hope that was helpful. I hope it is just a reminder that every single one of us experiences this in some capacity. And when we lean in and when we do the work here, it is so amazing how, yes, we can grow more from that point, but we also can grow in a way that actually supports us and feels good. So I hope that is your reminder this week. Thank you as always for listening. Thank you for listening to Literally. 
I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business but are short on time, then you are going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to a lituplife.com forward slash back pocket to dive in.